We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Pack-A-Day Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve Ferretz, joined as always by dusty evely sarah kelleher guys it's been a minute what is going on with everybody we got barking dogs in kentucky we have low temperatures down in florida man it's it's uh and covid covid is going around the nfl like crazy too guys so it's uh there's a lot going on but uh how are you doing sarah what's going on with you i'm good first of all welcome back it's good to have the whole gang back together this week um but yeah i mean the packers beat the bears it was a very interesting game so i'm always happy after that a lot of exciting things coming up this week. I have my orchestra concert this weekend. So getting closer and closer to the holidays, some time off of work. So I'm, I'm close, I feel like, to what I've been waiting for. So that's exciting and I feel good about it. Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, barking dog aside, things are good. Coming off coming off a win and, you know, number one seed in the NFC again. Feels nice. It's uh, feels good. It feels right, you know, yep. that's right. Yeah, I suppose I could have led with like the whole NFC, the number one seed in the NFC and beating the Bears, but that's, you know, whatever. I figured you guys would take care of that stuff. So, um, but let's see. It's uh, on to the next week. The Packers are sitting at 10 and 3. And new man on the 53, Juwan Renfrey has been promoted wide receiver. They signed Josh Malone to the practice squad. Uh, so just kind of want to get your your immediate takeaways, guys. Obviously, this is a huge move for special teams. That's what it's got to be, right? It's got to be for special teams because I don't think I can handle a, another Amari Rogers face plant football, whatever the hell that thing was. But Dusty, tell me about these new wide receivers. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean Winfrey, I like. Uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Josh Malone. I really like Winfrey. He, you know, he did a little in preseason. He was kind of one of those darlings that we all kind of hope was going to do something, and you know, he kind of showed some flashes here and there. So, you know, it, it stinks. It's under under these circumstances. You know, it'd be. Uh, I really like the way EQ was coming on and all of that. So it kind of sucks, but uh, yeah, I like I like Winfrey. I hope he does well. It, it seems like. Like you said, I mean, you kind of joked to us, D, but likely it is special teams. Hopefully, hopefully 
he won't kick a, a kickoff out of bounds at the five yard line is like, that's, that's the level I'm currently at as far as like hoping that they don't do things. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like, uh, I like Winfrey and them alone. You know, he's a fourth round pick. He kicked around the Bengals a bit. He's been in the league a little bit. I don't know a ton about him. Um, but man, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I guess I'm excited for Winfrey. I like Winfrey. Sarah, do you have any gut reactions? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same as every single time they sign somebody to the, the practice squad, and that's hopefully they can come in, provide something new and exciting in practice, um, provide good competition, and we'll see how it goes. And if you know their number's called and they need to step up, if there's injuries, COVID, whatever it is, um, then hopefully they can make a big impact. But yeah, it it doesn't really move the needle for me, but it's cool. Uh, other big news, over 75 players have tested positive for COVID in the last two days alone. I saw something along the lines of the Rams, like facility was shut down and sent into like the, um, like the, like set off the NFL's new protocols for that. So, um, fingers crossed, knock on wood, do whatever you got to do, but the Packers have not reported any new cases. So that's a good thing. Um, but guys, what are you thinking? Like what's going on, uh, with all these new positive tests? Are you, is it more Antonio Brown stuff? Are there more fake vaccine cards out there? Or is that what's going to be coming out? Do you think? Personally, I think it's, it's the new, I don't I have no science to back this up. It's the, the new variant. And I assume some guys are likely hesitant to get the booster at this point, just because it's, you don't want to affect your body like that in yeah. season, you know, that's going to kind of take you out, you know, possibly for a day or two with the after effects there. And you don't want to do that and miss time uh, during the week of a game. And so I'm guessing it's, you've got this new thing cropping up and then you've got these guys that are just like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this after the season, just so it won't affect the season is my, that's my guess. I hope it's not, I hope it's not a legion of Antonio Brown uh, fake vaccine cards. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but We have to remember, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Now there's a new variant going around, so that changes things a bit. I know a lot of places, you know, they're starting to recommend masks more um, and kind of locking down a bit like we were a year ago. Um, But I I agree with you, Dusty. I I would assume that a lot of guys in the middle of the season aren't going to get the booster or they might be a little more hesitant just because you know, they could be sick for a couple of days and they're not sure. Um, and, you know, when the vaccine first came out and was available to the general public, it was during the off season. So I think it was a little easier for them to get it. Um, so that might be something I, again, I, I, there's no evidence behind this. This is just a theory, but I, I just hope that everybody's okay, whether it's staff, players, coaches, whoever it is. Um, and obviously that number is high. Um, and I think they said it was the highest since kind of the peak last year. So hopefully that can go down soon, but I know with the holidays, people get together, that can also be an opportunity to spread germs and, and all that. So it's just unfortunate and hopefully, you know, the Packers are being as careful as they can. I know they kind of had a mini outbreak earlier, it seemed like in the season, but it can always come back. All right, guys, uh, even when I'm not on the show, I'm still kicking your ass in prop bets. So oh I'm very, God. very glad to uh, to report this. He comes back one week. He comes back one week. <laughs> uh, the prop bet for the Packers-Bears game was whether Aaron Rodgers would have over 125 passer rating. And apparently these two fools is like, no, Aaron Rodgers is going to suck this week until it was under 125. For whatever reason that is, I don't know. But I... <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm sorry. I missed I missed like making you. fun of you guys. I missed making fun of you guys. So, uh, Dusty and Sarah both with the L there. So Dusty is now at four and nine for the season on the prop bet. Sarah at six and seven, and me at eight and five. So, uh, guess we're gonna have to start figuring something out for Dusty here pretty soon. Uh, technically, oh no, they're what you guys are within striking distance of each other. Yeah. Okay, still yeah, we're fine. We're okay. fine. I wouldn't worry about it, Steve. Maybe it'll be a tie and both of you guys get to do it. That'd be the ultimate. You would love that, wouldn't you? I would love it. After last year and eating and like potentially almost getting diabetes from eating like Andy for a day. Uh, yeah, I would love to see you guys go through a little you, bit of you pain. You act too. like Sarah and I didn't eat like five pounds of those most stuff Oreos a couple of years ago, Steve. So listen, listen, we've all we've all been in this. Okay. okay. We've all been in at this point. You guys had like two of them. But anyway, uh, we will have another prop bet for the Ravens game coming up. But uh, Tuesday means it's a Pat McAfee show. And some pretty good stuff came out of this one, I would say. Sarah, uh, you got to watch the whole thing. So what were some of your takeaways? Yeah, so this week definitely talked about a lot of different things. Talked about the Bears game and how it was honestly a bit all over the place. Um, but Pat asked Aaron Rodgers, why is he so good against the Bears? I mean, we we don't need to get into it. Everybody's seen the stats. Everybody knows he owns the Chicago Bears. But Rodgers kind of laughed it off and said, you know, it isn't exclusive to the Bears. I think historically I've played well against other teams too. It just happens to be that I play really well against the Bears. And we play them twice a year, every year. So um, that was kind of funny to hear. Uh, He also alluded to the dumpster fire that was special teams on Sunday. He tried to laugh that off because honestly, at this point, I think that's all you can do. It's it's so bad and it's just awkward to watch and painful to watch. And I can't imagine when you're putting up all these points on offense and then you, you know, you're excited and then you're like, yeah, the field goal was good. And then you kick it off and special teams just screws it all up. Um, But he was also Rogers was also really complimentary of Fields and how he thinks you know he's a good player. He stressed the importance of some of the younger players paying attention to the the little little details and every year kind of focusing on one or two things and then before you know it, you're mastering a few few skills every season and then after you know five six years in the league, you're you're a pretty good ball player if you're able to do all that. They also talked a little bit about mocking the belts. Um, And we all know that Robert Quinn mocked the belt for the second time this season, and it did not work out once again. Uh, So they asked Rogers about that. He said, you know, at first when it happened, I thought, well, maybe somebody can back it up, but then they didn't. And he essentially said it was a one-sided curse. Um, So hopefully it continues to stay that way. I mean, it was hilarious on Twitter I saw he mocked the bell and I went oh my gosh I have to go on Twitter and every single tweet on my timeline was just oh Packers win Packers by a thousand you know it's game over um they also got into total football nerd talk like this is Dusty's dream segment during the Pat McAfee show um they talked about the Jones touchdown play and and the mechanics behind it how Rodgers kind of lofted it up there and just kind of dropped it in the bucket um talked about in-game adjustments with uh, him and Devonte, and just their communication on the sidelines when something that maybe they drew up in practice isn't working and how they can a- adjust to catch teams off guard. So that was really interesting to hear some of the science behind it. They also talked about Jakeem Krant and how he is really an exciting player. I mean, especially on special teams, we all saw how um, just impactful he can be, um, especially against the Packers special teams. Um 
So it was interesting to hear Rodgers talk about that. And he goes, you know, I was kind of having fun watching him just run 100 miles an hour down the field. They also talked about Matt LaFleur a little bit. And Rodgers gave a shout out to Brie LaFleur, who is Matt LaFleur's wife, and said that behind every great coach is a wife behind the scenes that's actually doing all of the work. And he mentioned that she really keeps him together um, <laughs> and that he might look like, you know, he's this guy with nice haircut, everything looking good, but that um, his wife really runs the show and keeps him, keeps him together. But uh, they talked about the Rogers lookalike in the crowd um, that M- NBC was just absolutely loving. Um, and then the big thing was that they talked about Rogers' future in Green Bay. So um, if you didn't see it last week when Rogers returned to practice, I believe Schneidman reported that right away when Rogers um, came out to the practice field that he dapped up Brian Gudikins and was chatting him up during practice. This week during the game on Sunday, um, they were taught the announcers were talking about how, you know, this isn't he didn't tell us flat out, but the vibes that we got from talking with him for some of the pregame interviews was that he really is enjoying his time in Green Bay and that they think he there's a good chance that he could return. So they brought up that conversation And he said, honestly, you know, he hasn't thought about it too much. He's a creature of habit during the season. Like, okay, sure, we know you're thinking about it, but that's what you have to say. Um, But he said he expects, you know, that question from reporters, especially as the season gets closer to an end, and really just express that he's having a lot of fun. You know, he loves the guys, the staff, everything that we've kind of been hearing. And, you know, A.J. Hawk said, you know, this is a good setup for him. Rogers mentioned it's been a good year of conversations with Gudikins and the staff. He felt like he's been involved in conversations about making the team better, which we knew is one of the things he wanted to do. So we'll see what happens. There was also lots of joking about him being on the Steelers next year during uh, Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday. So that's that. I mean, talked a little about the toe. He just kind of has to deal with it. He said, as we know, and then, to top it all off, the 14th book of the Aaron Rodgers book club is The Razor's Edge. So he said he read this over the bye week, and it is a fiction book that's set in the earliest 20th century about a guy that goes out in search of truth and meaning. And he actually said that Larry, who is the main character, reminds him a lot of Pat. So we'll see if you're interested in reading The Razor's Edge is this week's book. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I was going to ask, did you guys, did, did you guys really think that that guy was his doppelganger? Like, I thought it was a hint of Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, I feel like the dude on Twitter is way, looks way more like Aaron Rodgers than that guy did. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's all relative. Like it was like, Oh, he's, he's got a beard. He's wearing a hat. <laughs> it's kind of like, he kind of looked like him a little bit, I guess. And like, I get that it's kind of funny, but yeah, it was kind of one of those, like, I don't, I don't know that I see it in the way that, that they seem to be seeing it, which is, yeah. I don't know. It was, I think it was, fun. they were stretching pretty far. Like there were saying, talks yeah. on the Pat McAfee show that it was, he was a plant by NBC. Um, because apparently the way he like looked right at the camera and waved, they thought it was a little suspicious. Um, I've so seen Pat him on, and the boys, he is on Twitter and like, he's been, I've seen him on there. So it was interesting. Yep. But all right, guys. Packers Ravens let's go this is a very interesting game on the road but um it's kind of hard to talk about right now because there there's a lot up in the air and we don't know the biggest thing is we have no idea right now if Lamar Jackson is gonna be playing so a little bit difficult to preview but it does help that we're looking at the Packers offense versus the Ravens defense so I'll start off quickly just kind of get that uh get us going here as to what I'm looking at and it's pretty simple it's Aaron Rodgers and the passing offense has started to click they've started to you know heat up even more than they have getting the running backs involved everybody and you're going up against the Ravens defense that has lost Marlon Humphrey is depleted and is just trending in the wrong direction. So I'm looking to see what Aaron Rodgers can do if he can continue his hot streak through the air and uh, and take down the Ravens on the road. So, Dusty, what are you looking for? Yeah, kind of that. Um, uh, diff- the, the different angle, the specific angle I'm looking at is, is how he's going to perform against the Blitz because this Ravens team blitzes a ton. I think over 50% of their pass defense of their coverages, they're bringing more than five or five or more. So they're blitzing on over 50% of their of their uh defensive i guess dropbacks i guess that's the best way to say it dropbacks uh and they play a lot of man coverage behind it and it's wink martindale so he doesn't really change that even if a guy say like oh i don't know marlon humphrey is out and so the cornerback room has gotten worse and they're still kind of playing the same and rogers after a relatively rough start has been shredding the blitz he's uh this season is 67 percent completion percentage 7.8 yards per attempt and 10 touchdowns versus one interception uh, when facing the blitz. So it's kind of one of those that the Ravens and, and, you know, the Ravens have a good uh, rush defense, like they're fourth by uh, football outsiders DVOA and they're 26th against the pass. So it's a not great pass defense that blitzes a lot and Rogers been playing well against the blitz. So, I mean, I feel like it's, it's likely going to come down to that. Uh, so I'm just, just curious exactly how much heat they bring. Cause I don't think the Ravens are changing, but it's really just, how does Rogers uh, deal with that with, I mean, one of, one of the guys that he likes to go to a lot in these situations when it's blitz and you run hot, it's Cobb and we know Cobb's not there. And so kind of who else, who else steps up there? Is that more kind of running back stuff or, or kind of who's the guy they lean on in that, in that role that, that Cobb usually plays for this team. And to kind of tack on to what Dusty was talking about with the blitz and uh, the Ravens defense. So the Ravens obviously have one of the better defenses in the league. 
Um, but it, specifically with stopping the run, you know, they're only allowing 85 and a half rushing yards per game this season, which is actually the best in the league. Uh, the Packers, for reference, are averaging about 105.2 yards or rushing yards per game. So I'm curious to see just how the Packers handle the run game this week. You know, we've seen that Green Bay plays best when the offense is balanced. So I, I hope they don't completely abandon the run if it doesn't work at first, but that they just find ways to incorporate it at the right time. You know, get rid of the ball quick, beat them downfield when you can, and then pick up the yards on the ground when you need to. This really is a game where A.J. Dillon is probably going to be looked to a lot just because if they, you know, some of the bigger guys on the line there are coming at him, he can maybe barrel through and get a couple extra yards. But, you know, they are right now statistically the best um, run defense in the league. So really just interested to see how the Packers stays off against um, them in the run game. And that actually leads us right into our prop bet for the week. So we kind of bounced around a couple of things with Lamar Jackson not being – we don't know his status yet. That was going to be kind of where we were trending. So what we did was uh, took a look at the two most uh, effective running backs for the Packers, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and we're going to go with who we believe is going to have more total yards in the game. So rushing, receiving, and um, let's see. Dusty, you are in last, so I guess mm-hmm. we'll we'll give you the opportunity to fade both of us. So I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take Aaron Jones on this one. Um, with this being the best run defense in the league, I think I'm going to take the quickness a little bit more. Hopefully he can hit a hole, grab one or two big runs and and do that because they'll probably use AJ Dillon the way they normally have. Um, but Aaron Jones has been really good in the past game. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take Aaron Jones. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I'm actually going to take Aaron Jones for pretty much all the same reasons. I, I feel like AJ Dillon might get a few more carries on the ground, but if it's not working with Aaron Jones or he's only picking up a few yards here and there, they're obviously going to turn to him in the pass game. And he's been known to make big plays. He can take off, you know, and turn a short play into a really large pickup. Um, and I think he might just kind of tally up some extra yards there. So I'm going with Jones as well. That leaves me with no choice but to go with Dylan. I was leaning Jones, but I'm fine with Dylan. And I mean, part of it is, and the, I was actually going to go Jones for yeah, kind of more of the passing aspect of it. I do think that it's going to be hard to get some of the rushing game going. We you know, with Dylan, they like to kind of get those double teams up front and just smash them into the line. And Jones is kind of more of the slasher. Well, I like I see now they're they're maybe expand the passing game a little bit, but Dylan's been very good in the passing game. So I kind of feel like you may be more dangerous in the passing game than running game in terms of racking up yards. So I'll go Dylan because I need to fade you guys. And also because he <laughs> has been good in the passing game. He's been, he's, he's even against good run defense. He's, he's finding holes. He's breaking free. He had a really nice kind of reverse uh, kind of bust out of a jam inside against the bears this past week. So he's got the running ability inside. He can hammer through guys. They'll use them in, you know, a lot of some short yardage stuff, but also I think he's going to hurt him in the passing game. So I'll go, I'll go Dylan and, and cross my fingers here. Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the 
the difference in the purchase price. Recently, I was just able to pick up tickets to Packers Vikings in Minnesota, going to be heading west for that game, attending my first game in the new Vikings stadium. Cannot wait for that. Let me tell you, it was so incredibly easy to use TickPick. No awful service fees. I cannot recommend it enough. And the easiest way to do so is by going to TickPick.com slash Packaday today to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets or any other tickets that you want to purchase. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll see how this ends up, and we'll probably need a couple of suggestions uh, starting to come in as to what the penalty for the prop bet will be this year because we still don't have that answer yet. So feel free to tweet us at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, at Steve Perhatch. We'll uh, definitely love some of those. But time for some questions, guys. We'll start it off plain and simple from Wisconsin and Packers football. Who should be the Packers return man? Sarah. At this rate, me, Steve, Dusty, honestly, any of us could probably do a better job. Um, I, I don't I, think I could do a better job. I I would. Really? Because all you have to do is catch it and, and just kneel because that's. You don't even need to kneel. Like on or, punts. I, I mean, honestly, like I watched Amari Rogers take one off the face and I was like, yeah, I'd probably do that. That would be. It would go like over my head. I'd like misjudge it by about 15 yards. It would not go well. Yeah, I feel like I'd be so bad. It'd be good because I just wouldn't even touch it. I just wouldn't even get hands on it. All right. Well, thanks for screwing up my answer. <laughs> um, so who so Sarah be- is the answer. Sarah would mm-hmm. return puns. Yeah, me. Honestly, I don't know because I feel like every single person that they put back there stinks. And, you know, I don't know what's happening with – it obviously Cobb is hurt, so that's a no right now. I, ideally, if he was healthy, I would say, all right, let's stick Cobb back there. You know, then you had Kylan Hill out for the year. So at this point, I think they're just running out of options completely. And I don't think Amari Rogers is the answer. I don't think they want him to be the answer, but they're just like, hey, we don't really know what to do, and everyone else is kind of hurt. So just don't screw it up. So I don't know. This I really don't know. I'm not a big fan of putting one of your premium players back to return uh, kicks and punts. Uh, I think Eric Stokes is electric with the ball in his hands. If you've seen some of his highlights, so he's a possibility, but the answer is that one, Mr. Tyler Irvin is not on a team right now. So just sign Tyler Irvin. The end. That was, that was actually going to be my answer. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, Oh cool. No, I was like, Oh cool. He's saying Eric Stokes. That's great. And then you went to, I was like, yeah, yeah, they know where this is going. So that would be my, my answer as well. Next, Brian Hartstad uh, wants to know what has been the best pa- uh, Packers best game this season. And food question: What is your most used spice in the kitchen? So, Dusty, we'll start with you. I've got like a like first. I'll go spice first. For spice, I use uh, you know salt. Everyone uses salt. We've got I think it's like some kind of sea salt that's smoky, and so you you get the salt, but you get like a little smokiness in there as well. Do that, or like I've got some like bourbon infused salt that's amazing. Um, so basically, just salt that tastes different than salt. That's my answer. That is my answer. Uh, best game of the year. I mean, this Bears game was a lot of fun. I'll go back to, I think week three against the Niners. That was a really, really fun game. Um, the way they won that, the big Devontae pass at the end and everything. I don't know if that was their best, cleanest game, but as far as like the game I enjoyed the most, uh, I just I was buzzing after that Niners game because it was, you know, they lost the Saints. They got blown out. They beat the Lions. You don't really know what they are at that point. They're one and one. The, the, the Niners had, you know, had their number the last last couple of years, not last year when they were killed with injuries. And they come out and just have a, a tremendous win there. So I'll go. I'll go that Niners game, I think. 
Yeah, for me, I think it would be the Cardinals game. And I know they had a lot of key players missing, but it was that that's why. It was just everybody was involved on both sides of the ball. Even special teams didn't screw up too much. Um, and that's similar to what you're saying, Dusty. Like, after that game, I walked away and was like, holy crap, the Packers can beat anyone. Like, they just beat the Cardinals, who were undefeated at the time, um, on the road on a short week with like essentially no receivers and people still stepped up and did everything. And that's where I kind of realized like, Oh, like, yeah, the Packers are legit. Like they are legit. They did this without, you know, their number one, two, and even three guys. And they definitely have the depth to go far. So that, that would be it for me. Most use spice. Um, probably just like garlic powder or garlic salt. I mean, I use that kind of with everything like chicken, even sometimes like steak, rice, like whatever it is. So it's just always there and I pretty much use it all the time. So that would be it. I would say for the best game, like I kind of went two ways with this. I took this as the most entertaining game for me and that would have been the Bengals game because that was just pure chaos and anarchy. And I was by the, like when they started just blasting them off the posts and missing field goals in the last two minutes. I was, I like, I was laughing. I was legitimately laughing. Cause I didn't even know what else to do. Cause it was hilarious. So that, as far as entertaining, I think that would be the game. And then, yeah, Sarah, I agree with you. The, that uh, Cardinals game was, I think their best game of the season. So, and then spices, uh, garlic powder, um, smoked paprika, you know, guys know that I do smoking of meats and stuff like that. So those are two of the, the mainstays. And then, you know, like, ground mustard and um, brown sugar and those kind of ones are the all, they always find ways in there. And uh, so those are, so those would be probably the biggest ones that I use all the time. Next question, Matt Pickett wants to know um, with the playoff picture coming into focus, you'd like to learn more about other teams from a broader perspective. Um, are there any national NFL podcasts that we would recommend? Um, and what's your favorite regional food? So, Dusty, I know you said that you had a national uh, podcast that you listened to. Yeah, I was actually looking through my podcast catcher, and I've got four. I've got okay. four. I just forgot about them. My big one is the Athletic Football Show. Uh, Robert Mays does that over in the Athletic, does a tremendous job. And they, I think they do one a day or something. I, I don't really catch all of them because I don't get a chance to listen to podcasts a ton. But the one he does with uh, – he does one with Nate Tice the night of – like the night after the Sunday night games – kind of breaking down everything. And then they preview the games the Friday. I always make sure I listen to those because you get a really good, they, they do a good job of kind of mixing some X's and O's stuff with, with some kind of general knowledge stuff. So I know as far as me getting to know other teams, that podcast has helped tremendously. Uh, so that's, that's probably, that's my, I say my probably, that's absolutely my number one. Um, I, I don't miss their, their Sundays, I guess the Monday ones and their Friday shows. And then I also do the Mina Kime show. Uh, you know, she hits on some of the big topic stuff there as well. And some of the other teams I'm not over familiar with, she does a great job. Uh, and then some of like the X's and O's stuff is, uh, is run vast option, which that's, that's real deep into the coaching weeds. You don't get a ton into NFL stuff, but I really dig that one when he gets into that. And then lastly is, uh, too high, which is, um, PFFs with, uh, Deontay Lee and Seth, Seth Galina, they do a really good job as far as like the schematically and they, they kind of get a little deeper. And so it's, you know, once uh, I think one team a week or something or a couple games a week, they pick and say, this was cool. This, this was bad. This is why this happened. And so as far as like getting a little deeper into teams, uh, I go, I go too high. Uh, but 
it's really athletic football show is, is my my biggest one. Like the basically the only reason that I know about as much about some of the other teams, non-packers, because I have limited time in my day, is is listening to that show. And regional God, regional foods. I don't even know. Um regional foods. Uh the hot brown? Hot brown's the regional food. I don't really like the hot brown, but I'll say it because it's the only one I can think of. The one that I the one that I had was awful. If you get a good one, they're good. There's a couple of places. There's one in Midway that's really, really good. But even then, like a really, really good one, like I just rather have a hamburger, I think is what it comes down to. So no, I'm close enough to Cincy and Matt's in Cincy. Skyline. Let's do Skyline, Matt. Just Skyline. For me, I don't listen to a ton of national football podcasts, but I do listen to Mina Kimes show um, when I can, and I would definitely recommend it. Um, and then as far as a regional food, I don't really know what i mean i i've had skyline chili now i didn't when we first started this podcast and it's all right so but that's not really regional but florida yeah florida it's it's a possum on the side of the road or something it? It oh so like gator, regional, gator regional to where we live <laughs> yeah. i don't know like oranges sure like that's go. good like <laughs> like what is. what's in florida that people want to eat Nothing. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't know if you guys have seen these in the probably haven't, probably haven't, but they're called cuties. They're called cuties. There's these little oranges. They're really cool. Those are good, Steve. You know those, huh? You know that regional food? Uh, yeah, I do. I guess I do. the turkey leg from Disney is that regional enough mm-hmm. in Florida? I so. see. I don't think so because I think turkey legs are sold at all like the carnivals and all that kind of stuff. They have them at the Wisconsin State Fair, so that doesn't make it regional. Now, yeah, if it's like, not... like like the Mickey Mouse leg or something, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're now we're talking mouse leg. That's yeah, right. Do you guys have that... the? Do you guys have that like at your local, you know, Publix. Walmart, Target, whatever? No, I know you don't have Publix. Starbucks. Have... Yeah, we do have those. No, do you have like just in the regular dessert section? Do you have like the Mickey Mouse desserts? Like, is that everywhere? Or is it just because I live in Florida? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, then those because those are freaking good. They have ice cream sandwiches with cookies and cream filling in the middle. Fire! I have one like every single day, honestly. <laughs> um, and as far as I don't actually listen to any like the national podcast, so take take Dusty's word and Sarah's word for it. So um, those are good ones. And then regional food, man. I don't know Culver's. Like I was thinking, you know, like custard is kind of a little bit more localized towards the Midwest as opposed to just ice cream or whatever. So, um, you know, there's, there's several good places down in Milwaukee that are just straight custard. You go out to, uh, cops or, um, 
I forget the place down on the south side, but um, yeah, there's a bunch of good places for that kind of stuff. So that would be my answer. And then let's see, we did get one more dusty. This one is more for you uh, since Sarah and I didn't really have answers, but uh, from Matt Hawk, since it's more than just coaching and lack of investment in special teams has been the Packers way, what two to three players do you think they should move to special teams to help the unit? Yeah, so we uh, like we kind of we were looking at this a little bit. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. It's like I don't know how many bodies do they have left. Like they're they're kind of thin because normally you think of some of these guys that get down and 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 do some of this stuff, and it's a lot of it's wide receivers and it's linebackers, and they're you know they're they're kind of thin at that stuff, or they're already contributing to special teams. So I went. Uh, I didn't did not mean it this way, but just as far as skill set, I went all defensive backs. I went. Uh, I think Adrian Amos. Adrian Amos. Now these are. I, I want to say for the record, I. I as bad as special teams is, I don't love the idea of putting a bunch of like, you know, again, premium, starters. like the stars, the starters are your positions in these. Cause, because it, there's so much like you're running full speed at each other. There's so much chance of injury that I kind of don't want to put those guys in the situation, but Adrian Amos, I think would be tremendous. Uh, just his, his skills, his recognition, his tackling, all that stuff from the safety position. And for that same reason, Darnell Savage, his closing speed, mm. he's a little more reckless. I feel like with his tackling, but uh, but he can you know close ground fast. I feel like he knows where he's supposed to be. He's explosive when he needs to be. So those two guys, and then third one, if I have to pick a third, um, I went I went Stokes again, just because he's kind of a big guy, fast again, like seems seems to know what he's doing. You just like special teams, like especially the coverage stuff. You want guys who aren't going to get bodied that know what they're supposed to be doing. You stay in you stay in your lane. You see some of this stuff. A lot of the kind of these busts, it's guys getting pushed out of their lanes, guys freelancing a little bit and getting outside of where they're supposed to be. So I want guys who are fast, but also know what they're supposed to do and know what they're doing there and can also tackle. So I want all defensive back, uh, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes. Very cool. Well, as always, guys, we appreciate the questions for uh, and the involvement on Twitter. It's always a lot of fun for us to interact with you guys. So, again, that's at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelher 4, at Steve Perhatch, and at Pack Day Podcast. But that's going to do it. Uh, we're we're going to hurdle our way towards the Ravens game. And, um, guys, let's do some closing thoughts. So, Sarah, what do you got for us? Yeah, so just a quick programming update. Um, I will not be doing a game recap this weekend um, since I have my orchestra concert and the game was flexed. Now I have to miss pretty much the whole game. I'll hopefully be able to catch the end of it. But Maggie Loney will be covering it for me, so there will still be a game recap for you. Definitely check it out and support Maggie's work. Um, But that's really it. Um, And, you know, heading into the holiday season, so... As always, you know, uh, enjoy your time, everyone listening with your loved ones. And thank you for sharing your time with us every week and, you know, listening to the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Yeah. And for me, I got my normal stuff. I got the Packer report yesterday. I wrote about Preston Smith's strip sack and kind of the, what the bears were trying to do offensively. And then, I mean, Preston Smith got all, he, he got chipped and then broke off the chip and then just destroyed Tevin Jenkins at the point of attack where, I think it was a five-step drop, and he was on Fields like as Fields was hitting the the back of his the, the top of his step. Preston Smith been tremendous this year. It was, trem- it was really great rush, and so that's up right now in Pack Report. 
on Pack Report today, I'll be writing about uh, the stick concept, which is so. And this was something even during the game I'm watching and going like very early was they got to make these concepts shorter. Very early on, everything was kind of deep. Everything was long and it, it, nothing was getting open. The Bears were kind of umbrelling it. The pass rush was getting there. Packers went real quick. They went real quick game with a lot of this stuff. And stick is a, a quick game staple. They ran it uh, probably eight times, eight to ten times. I've never seen them do that before. So I just basically get into, hey, this is this is stick. It's been around for a while. Here's what it looks like. Here's the instances of them of them running it. So uh, kind of an interesting look just in terms of the different ways they ran that. So that's on Packer Report. And then she said TV. I've got passing chronicles. So I've got a couple touchdowns. Got one where they ran uh, they ran Wolf again, which is a passing concept I really like. And it was had the AJ Dillon angle route that was wide open and the pass did not go there. So I talk about why the pass didn't go there. Uh, that was really interesting. And the fact that they're kind of bringing that back out again, they're working that in that red zone package. That was really interesting. Uh, I did the fade slant touchdown to Devontae Adams, which I mean, just, just a disgusting <laughs> route, just a disgusting route. So that was fun. And then a couple others as well. So that's on she's head TV today. Uh, yesterday I also did a video game or video game, a video recap with, uh, with Ross Uglum. We broke down three plays on that. And I've got some other stuff, I think, writing on, on Substack this week. Uh, too much. I think I've got too much going on, guys. Just a bit. You're a busy man, my friend. Mm. Busy man. But people definitely appreciate everything you do. So thank, thank you. you for doing that stuff. Um, as far as me, not too much going on. Just, uh, you know, holiday season is always a stressful time for people. So we've always said if you've got anything going on, football-related, not football-related, DMs are always open to talk and chat. And so uh, definitely mean that to be true. So um but yeah, uh, try to enjoy the holidays. Try to spend some time with your family as much as you can and and appreciate that time together. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. We will be back next week. And go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.